Luke chapter 5 and verse 1, it begins like this. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, and which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and he taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, underline that word in your Bible, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will. Amen. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. This is one of the most interesting of the miracles that you find recorded in Scripture. It is interesting because most of the miracles were miracles of compassion. But this miracle, it is hard to understand the purpose behind it until you understand what happened. What makes Scripture to me so believable and so trustworthy is that it exposes the failures and the disappointments and weaknesses of God's greatest heroes. All of these men that were involved in this story, there were two ships, perhaps as many as six or seven fishermen that were involved in the story. And all of these men would eventually play a great part of the future church. But here they are seen to have failed at what they do best. They had failed at what they were accomplished at doing. And there is in the exchange that takes place in this scripture a very powerful principle. And I felt it so strongly earlier when we were in the mode of worship and we were encouraged to sing and lift up our voice. I was, was reminded of this particular principle. The principle involves the sublime, the uplifting, the miraculous, how very much can take place and transpire from simple obedience. What can be open to you and I when we simply obey the prompting of the Spirit? 
what can be opened to the heart and the soul. No arguing, no debating, no trying to figure out what he's trying to accomplish, simply an obedience. And when I read this story, and most of you are familiar with it, it was a night of frustration for these fishermen. They were cleaning their nets, and Jesus comes by. This was early in his ministry. It was actually prior to their calling into the ministry. He comes along, and he, because of the multitude, desired a place to sit where he could preach to all of them and be heard by all. And so he asked for the use of one of their boats. And the Bible says that he asked them to launch out a little, just a little ways. This is what God spoke to me last night. The reason some people never find the drop and they never experience the deep things of God is because they're unwilling to do the simple things and the easy things and the little things that he asked of us to do. A little thing was to just get out away from the shore. In a moment, he was going to tell them to launch out into the deep. And the reason some people never hear God say, launch out into the deep, and the reason some people never reach that miraculous drought of blessing in their life is because they didn't do the simple thing to start with, and that was just do something little and give God an opportunity. You see, there would have been no launching into the deep if there had not been a little bit of movement away from the shore. That's why when we come into the house of God and somebody said, let's pray, it's not time for you to fiddle with your fingers or pull out your iPhone and decide who's texting you or try to yawn or wait until the prayer is over. That's that little thing that God asked me to do to set up the miracle that he wants to do in my life. I don't understand people that come to church and they don't pray. I don't understand people that come to church and don't worship. All he's asking is just a little thing. Just open your heart to me. And when we open our heart to him, it opens the door of opportunity for God to do what he really wants to do. And that's help us make up for the failures in our life and the things we've not been able to do. But until we first get that simple part right, we're never going to get that deep part. Amen. Miracles begin with the simplest things. Just move a little. Amen. Just move a little. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. That's not a hard thing to do. That's not a difficult thing to do. 
I don't have to have a master's degree or a doctorate to know how to praise. All I've got to do is just use a few simple words like, Lord, you're worthy. God, you're great and greatly to be praised. And that simple act puts me in motion toward the miraculous power of God. It's when I launch out into the deep that I find what I'm looking for. But it all began when I obeyed the simple command. I'm just launching out a little. Amen. He just wants a little bit of praise. Oh, yes. We shouldn't have to sing a chorus 50 times over before somebody gets the hang of it. We ought to take the first word as a cue. That's my opportunity. I want to move a little bit. And if I move a little bit, it's going to make opportunity in my life for the big things that I need. But if I don't do the little things, I'm never going to get the big things that I really need. Amen. Just a little thing. Just a little ways. Launch out a little from the shore. And so Peter launches out a little. And God sets the stage for what he really needed. And that was to help understand that failure is not final with God. And your failure is not final with God. And however many times you've stumbled and done it wrong, if you'll just do the simple things, God can put you in a place where he can help make up for the failures of your life. He can put you in a place where you can be made full again. You can have an overflowing in your life. You can have an abundance. You can have the blessing upon blessing. You can have that net-breaking revival in your family. You can have that net-breaking opportunity open up to you. You can have that job come available that everything in the world says you're not qualified for, but because you are willing to do something simple. Just worship Him. Just pray. Just believe Him. Just walk with Him. Then God opens a door for an opportunity in your life that you could not produce on your own and you could not make happen by your efforts. Oh, just a little. Just a little. That's why you don't ever want to get up and walk out in the middle of a service. You said, Brother Hughes, i got to go. Come on, give me a break. My dog, my, my little nine-week-old dog can hold his bladder longer than some of us can. You know what that is? That's just a distraction. That's just the enemy trying to make sure you don't do that little thing so that God can set you up for that big thing. I'm not beating the air this morning. God sent me with a message to Greater Life Church that when we do the little things and we do the simple things and we are willing to obey Him, it doesn't matter how ridiculous it may sound. It doesn't matter how it goes against my feelings. If I will just obey Him, God's setting me up for what I cannot do on my own. That's why I'm going to be the first on my feet. And I'm going to sing like a canary. 
even if it sounds like I'm singing through my nose or whatever else, I'm going to sing to the top of my... That annoys some people. But I don't care if it annoys you or not. I'm not, care, I, I'm not concerned about what you think. What I'm concerned is, does he see what I'm doing? I can't make a change. I can't alter what's happened. I can't go back and undo what's been done. But God's got something ready for me. God can do something in my life right now that can make up for all of my yesterdays and all of my failures and all of my mistakes. Hallelujah. My God, my God. You won't be ready for the big things if you're not willing to do the little things. Amen. How challenging was the word that came to them. The word challenged them to do something that seemed useless. Launch out into the deep. Not only did it challenge their wisdom, their thinking, but it challenged their feelings. It challenged their emotions. It challenged all that they knew. But in just a matter of a few minutes, in just a matter of a few minutes, a night of frustration was wiped out with one drop of the net. One drop of the net. They couldn't bring it in. And it all happened in a moment, in just a short period of time. And it happened with just four simple words. They changed everything. Nevertheless, at thy word. Hallelujah. I love that. But you know what really excited me? I have never seen this before. Maybe you have. But the Lord gave me a fresh revelation. Before he said, nevertheless. Go back and read that verse again. Put it up on verse number 5. And Simon answering him said, Master, teacher, instructor, leader. The reason he could say, nevertheless at thy will or thy word is because he subjected all of his emotions, all of his fear, all of his doubt, all of his worry, all of his uncertainty, everything in him that rebelled against doing what he was about to do, he subjected that to a higher will and said, I don't know what this means and I don't even know if it's going to produce anything. But Master, nevertheless, at thy word, I am going to do that. You know what I felt when I was praying for some of you this morning? That when you submit your fear and you submit your worry and you submit your doubt and you submit your future and what's going to happen in the future and you submit it to him and say master teacher lord director it will be easy for you to make the next step and say nevertheless as thy word i will i will let down the net hallelujah master master 
He made him Lord of all of his emotions. Now, first of all, listen to me. This was not Peter at Pentecost. This was Peter as a fisherman. He had no relationship with Jesus at that point other than what he had heard about him in the village. He hasn't even been called to be a disciple yet. All he knows is this man comes by and there's something about his voice, there's something about his word that's commanding and said, let me borrow your boat for a little while. I need to teach the multitude. And whatever Peter heard in that little bit of exchange helped him understand this guy knows more about what's going on here than I do. And so when he saw that, he said, Master, he made him master or Lord over his feelings. He had toiled all night. I went through and read all the translations I could read this morning and last night. And almost every translation, the way they translated we have toiled all night is that we have had a hard night. Has anybody ever had a hard night? That it doesn't matter what you do or what you try or how much you pray or how much you work or what all you try to accomplish, nothing seems to happen right. They had had a hard night. But when he called him master, he subjected his feelings and his emotions to the Lord and said, in spite of the way I feel, and in spite of my tired bones and body, and in spite of the fact that I'm not even through cleaning my nets from my failure last night, I'm willing to try again. It opened a door of opportunity for God to do what He needed done in His life. Hallelujah. Listen to me, church. Don't let... Your past experiences cheat you out of what God is wanting to do for you right now. And here's the only way you can keep that from happening. You've got to make Him Master. You've got to make Him Lord. The only way you can keep your past failures from cheating you, your past experiences. Well, Brother Hughes, I've been hurt so many times by churches and people. I don't think I can trust. The only way you're ever going to get past that, the only way you're ever going to get past your own failure, your own weaknesses, your own mistakes, your own shortcoming, is to be able to stand before him and say, Master, you're the teacher. You're the one that's in control right now. My feelings are telling me to go home. My emotions are telling me it's not going to do any good. My reason is telling me that it's not going to happen. And the facts declare that you don't catch fish in the daytime in the Sea of Galilee but I am subjecting all of those emotions to you I'm going to bring all of my feelings all of my fears all of my doubts all of my worry all of my misunderstandings all of my questions I'm going to bring them all and I'm going to put them under you because I feel like you know what to do to help me get where I need to go and while I was praying for some of you this morning, the Holy Ghost spoke so clearly to me. We have got to subject our feelings, our emotions, 
Some of you have let your past experiences keep you on the edge of the church. You're not going to leave the church, but you're not really going to get in it either. Because of this or that or the other or what somebody did or what somebody said. And so you let past experience sabotage your life. You let past experiences sabotage your mind so that you don't trust anybody. You don't trust a preacher. You don't trust anybody. And the only way you're ever going to get past that past experience is to be able to make him a master and call him Lord and bring those emotions into subjection to him. When Peter said master, he corralled every emotion. And you know how emotional Peter was. My Lord, he was a man with a big mouth that put his foot in it all the time. He was always saying things he didn't need to say, spouting off at the mouth about things he didn't have a clue what he was saying. And yet this man at that moment had enough wisdom to know if I'm going to get what I need for this point in my life, I'm going to have to bring those emotions and put them under the control of somebody who can help me and get me through this time so that I can put this behind me and move forward. Amen. I'm stuck. I'm stuck here in this experience. I am struck by the difference that the right attitude can make in a person's life. We have toiled all night, nevertheless, at thy word. Oh, my goodness, what the right attitude can open to my heart. Amen. We have toiled all night. Here's an attitude of obedience in spite of many feelings and facts and history and failure. Here's an attitude that doesn't begrudge the call for a fresh effort when the past labors were not even over. Amen. At thy word, it was an attitude that made all the difference in this story. The only thing he really had to act on was the word of the Lord. That's all. He was tired. He was weary. He was disgusted. He was frustrated. There was no confidence. Listen to me. There was absolutely no confidence in the wisdom of what he was doing just in the obedience to do what he had been told to do. Amen. Peter appealed to the greatest principle that rules among men. And that is the strongest force that sways the universe in which we live. And that is thy word. Amen. Thy word. When Peter made this statement, he was not the devoted disciple that we think of. He only knew a little bit about Jesus at that point. But he acted anyway. He acted on a word. Listen to me. You don't have to know everything about him to experience the miracle of his will for your life. 
You just have to take him at his word. Don't let what you don't know keep you from what you can have. Amen. Amen. Nevertheless, at thy word. Here's a message about what can happen when you work without the blessing of God and work with the blessing of God. I want to ask you this morning, which would you rather have? What you've been doing or what he can help you do? And it all started with just a little. Amen. A little praise, a little worship, a little prayer. Amen. Those songs begin to take on more than just words on the wall. But they begin to minister as they move me out. Amen. And they position me for what God is getting ready to do in my life. Those prayers that I pray that I wonder, do they even get out of this room? Oh, yes, they get out of the room. And they're bottled up. Those tears that you've you've cried, you've filled up several bottles. Only God knows how many. Some of you have hidden those tears, but they're all bottled up. They've not been lost and they've not escaped his eye. He sees every detail of your life. And if you'll just do the little things, you'll put yourself in position for the great things that you want at thy word. Here is the cause of causes. Listen to this. All matters of facts and feelings and mystery and history are triumphed by those three words. At thy word. All history, all feelings, all facts, all mysteries are triumphed. By those three words, at thy word. Listen, when the earth was formless and dark, it was his voice that awoke the possibility of creation. Let there be, and there was. At his word, life leaped forth. At his word, day and night took up their places. Waters were divided. Dry land appeared and seas retired to their channels. At his word, the globe was mantled with the verdure of green grass and trees and vegetable life. And at his word, the sun, the moon, and the stars were appearing for signs and seasons and days and years. And at his word, living creatures fill the sea. They fill the air. They fill the land. If his word could do all of that, if his word could produce all of that in the beginning, I just wonder what his word could produce in your life and mine if we will just respond to it. At thy word. Amen. At thy word. Nevertheless, at thy word. Hallelujah. Say it with me. At thy word. The word that I'm talking about is what empowered men of all ages. Noah, Abraham, Moses, Joshua. And it will empower you to overcome failure, to overcome frustration, to overcome disappointment. His word wants to give you and I the courage to try again. Amen. 
thy word. That's thy word. His word includes his promises. And the promise was launch out for a draught of fish. Amen. Don't let your experiences cheat you. Don't let your reasoning or facts keep you from the miracle of blessing that God wants to give you. Don't let your feelings get in the way of what you need. Don't let a hard night keep you from a good morning. Oh, hallelujah. So, Brother Hughes, I've had a bad week. Well, let this be a good morning. Ah, uh, uh, yes. It's been a bad week. Bad for my family. Bad on my job. Bad for me emotionally. Bad for me in every way. But if you'll just obey His Word, He'll make it a good morning. Amen. He'll make it a good morning. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, Master, nevertheless, at Thy Word. Master, Lord, Teacher, Instructor. Woo! His Word is trying to resurrect something in you this morning that may have been killed in the night. Amen. Something that may have been buried because of the frustrations of doing what you do best and not seeing anything good come out of it. But His Word says, try again. Amen. His Word says, Let's do it one more time. Amen. Lift up your hands one more time. Would you? Right now. Lift up your hands one more time. The Word. The Word that is powerful. The Word that can help you. The Word that can lift you. The Word that can rescue you. The Word that can deliver you. The Word that can change a hard night into a glorious morning. That word is at your disposal right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.